But oh my gosh, meat base number five. Meat base five. Can you believe it? I I can, because this is like our favorite thing to do. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, it's kind of therapeutic as well. Uh, yeah. Should we just get into it? Oh my gosh. Let's jump right in. So um, I, I think on your side, <laughs> um, I suppose you got some news for for your for the world and the general audience. <laughs> what's what's happening on your the side, world. Nicole? <laughs> the world. Yeah. So um we made the crazy decision, not so crazy decision. Um, we're gonna be moving back to the US. My husband and I and our two dogs. Um we just got here to Amsterdam. And we've only been here for about four months. Um, however, as you know, Josh, right? Cause you were in Amsterdam and now you're in South Africa. Like when I first got here in September, everything was open. Everything was more open than it was in California, right? Like it felt very free. And I was thinking to myself, oh, you know what? Like, I don't think the government's gonna do lockdown. Like they get it. They get that lockdowns maybe don't work and they just want people to be more free and they wanna maybe have what's going around run its course like you know the flu or like a cold or you know what I mean I was like oh like they're not going to do lockdown because they're already way past that of course uh as we knew like the last eight weeks have been a restricted type of you know lockdown right so things were closing at eight right everything closed at 8 p.m then everything started closing at 5 p.m right Mm. um so that was like okay right I wasn't like too concerned and then everything closed, like museums were closed, everything was closed. Um, my sister was supposed to come out and, and visit us, right? And mm. her, you know, she had to cancel her flight because she wants to fly to Amsterdam and just like walk the canals. Like, yeah, it'll yeah. be beautiful, but <laughs> could you imagine? There's <laughs> like absolutely nothing to do if like all everything's closed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, so we've been locked down now for like almost almost two weeks. Um, and I made Taylor and I, like, we knew that this might happen, right? Like we weren't naive to the fact that, you know, Europe is a socialist country, right? Europe has a lot of government control just in general, a lot more than the U S right. And we knew there was a possibility that lockdowns would come back and they'd be like stronger than ever. Right. Um, so we knew this might happen and we were willing to take the risk. Um, so, (laughs) Um, here we are. And I can tell you, like, this episode is all about mental health and mentally how I felt in March of 2020, when the lockdown started, like I developed really bad anxiety. Um, and that's when I started my carnivore journey at the same time. So I have Mm. no idea how bad my anxiety could have gotten, Mm. um, because I was doing everything like working out, doing carnivore, doing all these things to, limit that amount of anxiety, um, depression, et cetera. Right. Like I always wonder how bad it would have gotten, but I told like Taylor and I told people and I said, Hey, like I can't do lockdowns again, as long as there's places open in the U S where I can just live my life and not have to worry about, you know, being locked down again for unforeseen future, then Mm -hmm. I'm going to go there. And I think it shocks a lot of people. (laughs) Um, but life is short, man. Like Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to be like trapped somewhere and, you know, life passed me by. I don't know if you can relate to that, but. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's actually crazy. And and I like what you said, I kind of want to touch on this a bit further in this episode, but you said 
how bad your anxiety could have been. I kind of like that because I think what meat-based for me, certainly carnivore has, it has allowed me to sort of like ride the wave of uncertainty in the world with a lot more ease. It's not to say it's easy, but I think if I wasn't meat-based and I wasn't mentally there and I wasn't feeling good and energized, it would be a lot more difficult to, to, to really handle everyday stress. And and I'm I'm not saying that I get it right. Like there's, there's days when I feel this blanket of uncertainty, just like wrapping over me and, but it certainly makes things a lot easier. And yeah, I mean, I've, I moved to Netherlands uh, beginning of this year, also during a snowstorm lockdown, nothing was open staying with some Fun creepy times. older dude. <laughs> Fun times. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Good times. If you, if you want to listen to some of that, I think, I think in meat based episode one, I think we spoke about a, a bit of my, my adventures when I got there, but, but I, I really do sympathize with you. And I think nobody, nobody can object to the idea of you wanting to, to, to move back to the States. Not only that, but like you said, life is short and you got to spend it with the people you love doing what you love. And if, if it feels right, then yeah, I think it's, a, I think it's the right thing to do. Totally. And I think we're also trying to be preemptive to the fact that these lockdowns are most likely going to continue, right? Because people were assuming that lockdowns were going to happen. Do you remember that? Like, I think we were like still going to the sauna, like all that. So two things that I can tell you right now that really help is the sauna, which we've talked about on here, like the mm. saunas are closed. And like, that is like my 30 to 40 minutes, depending on how much I want to take. That is so therapeutic for me, like get in there and like sweat and like feel the heat, sweat out toxins, like everything that that does, it's like therapeutic to me. So like yeah. when we're in lockdown and like those types of services are <laughs> gone and you can't use them, I'm like, dude, like what, like, come on. Like, yeah, it's so and what, weird. What like, else all the is coming? Shops are open yeah. by the way, like all the coffee shops are open and they say it. Like, I understand people like, like marijuana to chill and like chill out, but like, also like, I'm pretty sure because we like walked through, like the red light district is still open as well. <laughs> so like coffee shops and red light district are open, but like everything else, like is like closed for the most part, like gyms are closed. Mm. Like it, it, I tend to be on the thought that like our lockdowns doing more damage than good. Mm. Mm. For sure. For sure. And not only that, like you said, I think it's just, it's just a sign of more to come, you know, I'm not even talking about lockdowns now I'm talking about, you know, forced, forced, uh, QR codes and certificates that you would yeah. have to carry around soon is probably going to be coming to to Netherlands and they're probably going to be following suit with Austria and Germany and things like that. I'm, I'm not too sure, but definitely, but like you said, if, if, if your gut's saying you need to do something, just do it. And it's probably yeah. for the best. So yeah. Oh, totally. So like, I just want to let people know, like, we're so excited. Like we're not bitter. We're not angry. Mm. Like we're honestly just like excited. Like, does it suck? 
yeah, like I wish I could stay here for a long time and enjoy the city and, you know, not have lockdowns or this, you know, this pandemic situation upon us to kind of ruin that experience a little bit. But like, we had a great time here. It's just like moving forward, like mentally, like I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it also thinking about how much worse things are going to get and like how long this is going to last. You know, like I was actually Mm. talking to my brother and he's like, you should just stay till summer when it opens all back up. And I'm like, so I'm like right now committing to like five months longer or four months longer that I'm going to be in lockdown. Like, no, Mm. bro. Like, (laughs) what? Um, so I was just going to say like, also, um, one other thing, just like, I guess like going into this, because every time like you have a conversation here in the Netherlands, like the virus always comes up, right? Like your opinion or your thoughts about what's going on comes up. And I am so exhausted from this conversation. I'm not saying that I'm being ignorant to the fact that it exists, Mm. but I'm just exhausted of like that being the center of like conversations at dinner conversations here. And like, you know, I think that the media and just people in general, like they're doing a really good job dividing us. Right. Like, I don't know about you, but like, I like when I see different opinions, Mm. (laughs) like that is a good sign when people have different opinions than you. And you're living in a place where people can have different opinions and not be silenced or punished you know, like think about the other places in the world, like North Korea, you know, like Russia, like, you know, any of the countries where like China, right? Like you're not allowed to have a different opinion, right? Mm. Like I'm thankful for that. And like, I just try like to listen and understand if someone does have a different opinion, like where that person's coming from. I don't know Mm. if you've experienced that, but like, I think we should try doing that more. Yeah. And to me, it sounds like, um, it sounds like if anything, like coming to Amsterdam was a sign from the universe, just showing you how great America (laughs) is in general, you know, obviously there's places where there's some turmoil, but I think in general, the States has got a level of freedom that like a lot of people sort of aspire to. And, Mm -hmm. and this, I think, so, so that, that's just what I'm hearing from what you're saying as well. It's, it's, it's just showing you how I think people have this like perception of Europe as well, that again, like what it's one thing visiting there, but I think, you know, now it's another thing living. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Like that's, I, I, I don't mean to like shit on Amsterdam or shit on Europe or anything, but I do like the U S better. Like there's so many things about Amsterdam and Europe that I love that I think are just awesome. Like, but at the end of the day, like I get more people asking me why the hell I left the U S like, that is the number one question I get. Why the hell would you leave the United States to come here? Mm. And like, my only answer is like, well, for the experience, like I had an attachment to Holland, you know, to the Netherlands, and I wanted to come back and work here. It was a once in a lifetime Mm. opportunity, but Mm. I wasn't thinking that I was going to get more freedom or avoid lockdowns or, you know what I mean? Like, I wasn't Mm. thinking that it was more for the experience, but yeah, like every single person I meet are like, what are you doing here? Like, so when people (laughs) say that to you, you're kind of like, okay, there's something trending here. You know what I mean? Like, because the visa situation too, like if you're a European 
um, EU citizen, right? So I do like a lot of hiring for a lot of big tech companies in the US, um, specifically one, but we won't name which one. Um, but I can tell you is that we don't hire from EU. The visa is really hard to get in the US. So you have to be on specific types of visas and it's really hard for an EU citizen to get a visa like sponsorship to work in the US. So I think a yeah. lot of people would want to, like people that I've talked to really want to go there, really want to be able to work there, but it's really hard to get sponsorship. Mm. So um, it's a good sign though, that people want to come to America, right? Like I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that. That's like a good sign. But mm. I think that everything happening around us, like people aren't friends with people they've been friends with for such a long time because they have different political beliefs now. And I think that's a huge problem. Like, I think, uh, I don't know, like, it's just, it's exhausting, you know? And like, people can have different opinions and you don't have to hate them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, everyone's gonna have different opinions. And I feel like, um, I don't know if you're listening to this, like, you know, the next time you talk to someone that has a different political opinion, just literally just like, take a moment and like actually listen and just like ask questions, you know, mm. like out of just like curiosity for why their view is different than yours, you know? And, and I kind of like this because it also ties into very nicely the whole meat-based life thing that we, that we talk about. It's, it's like people assume there's this like going meat-based is this sort of divide that you've wedged in between vegans yeah. and meat-based people and you on the you're either with us or you're against us or that sort of vibe but i've got yeah. tons of friends that are vegan and vegetarian and just follow a normal diet and you know what the world the world is a reflection of what's happening inside of yourself so if you very if you very internally conflicted with yourself you could you're going to find conflict in other people but what I found yeah. is as, as my mental health has gotten better and as I've become more peaceful within myself, I can have um, confident conversations with people that disagree with the way I eat food. And, and, and I'm totally, yeah. totally okay with it. Pill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, I'm totally okay That's with it. That's actually so true. Like, okay, so I call it being triggered. Like mm. now, since I've been meat-based, I feel like I'm triggered less by things. And I know what you're talking about with like internal healing and internal conflict and stuff that's going on with you. But like, I have noticed that. And a lot of people I think notice that too, like your mood stabilizes. Mm. And when you get triggered, it's right. Like when someone says something to you and be like, vegan diet is the best diet, like meat eaters, you guys, like you guys are the worst, right? Mm -hmm. Like someone says something like that. And like, you know, I mean, maybe right in the beginning, I would have been like really annoyed and been like, God, like, why are they saying that? Right. And now I have like trolls on my page. who like say like really mean stuff to me. And I just, I laugh. Like, I don't <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't like trigger me anymore. I feel mm -hmm. like the things that actually trigger us, whether it's like just anything going on, if someone says something to you and that triggers a response from you, which gets you really angry and frustrated. Like there is something going on with you that you probably need to internally heal yourself. Yeah. Should, should I, should I read, speaking of triggering, should I just quickly read a comment that I got in my blog a week ago <laughs> sure, sure. from some, some person? Yes. Okay. They, they, they made the time to, to comment. You call a cucumber toxic while you have a big ass picture of a steak on a barbecue full of char. 
which is carcinogenic facts. <laughs> you have no clue what you're talking about and spreading unhealthy disinfo. <laughs> there we go. So, so I just thought I'd, I'd randomly <laughs> throw that out there. Oh yeah, I've had people to tell me to die. Like I've had comments where people are asking me like, you should die. Like you deserve to die for like all the animals you kill. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? I was like, you're so right. Usually most of the time I, <laughs> I do the worst where I go, oh my God, I had no idea. You're right. Like I should yeah. die. <laughs> oh, thank you. You know, like I do that because at this point, like you're not the, so here's the thing when you're like arguing or like when someone comes at you in a way that's super aggressive and like telling you to go kill yourself or you know what I mean like super gnarly stuff I don't engage because I know that that person is so far gone and has so many probably internal things that are going on and they're miserable Mm. that they need to comment and spread hate on other people's stuff yeah well I I, I, to be honest I just sent I just sent a big heart that's what I do these days I just sent a big heart I love that and his his next comment was such bullshit let me know when your cancer sets in. <laughs> so I'd set him another heart. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's so cute. Yeah. I'm all about kill him with kindness, mm-hmm. but depending on what someone says every now and then I'll do, I'll do, uh, sorry. I just like drop my mic. Huh? I'm, I'm free balling my mic. So, <laughs> um, yeah, every now and then like I'll have a sarcastic response back because I just laugh, but most of the time I won't respond that kind of like, I guess, brings me to the next thing I wanted to talk to you just like a real life experience like in person that I wanted to bring up um I was at a dinner party a couple weeks back and um there was this girl and she was talking there was about like eight of us and most of them like Taylor and I were kind of like um the guests that were like meeting everyone for like the third maybe fourth time or something right we're not like super close and this girl was talking about someone that she politically did not agree with. And apparently this person that she did not politically agree with um, got COVID and he died. And her comment was that um, this person deserved to die. And she was laughing. Um, That I literally was like, I was taken back, right? So my first thing is like, okay, like if someone's actually to the point where they're laughing because another human being has died and it's Mm. over having a different political belief, then this person has some internal stuff, some internal struggle that's going on. Like I do not want to engage. So then my little radar where I ignore the the troll or I ignore the person saying something. So (laughs) I was like, you know what? I'm just going to walk to the bathroom, let Taylor just sit there and smile. And I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to just walk to the bathroom and just use the bathroom and come back, you know, because this conversation will be over by then. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So like it ends and like, it's all fine. And like, I was like, the, I was like, dri- like, we were driving home and I was like, dude, like I looked at Taylor and I was like, why would that girl say that? You know? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I, I honestly think she's lonely and like, I feel bad for her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, like I, I can see that. Like, and I, you know, I agree with you. And so the more like I thought about this, I ended up reading something in my book. And one of the things I read in my book was do not lie. And if you think about that face value, do not lie, right? Like don't tell lies. It's not a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. But Which at the same this? time, it was saying, t- 
this is Jordan Peterson's 12 rules of life, right? So one of his rules is do not lie, right? Like super basic. And I was reading this chapter like a couple of days ago and God, one of the things was just talking about how if you lie or if you let little lies go unnoticed or you don't say anything or you would omit the truth or whatever, right? Like if someone does something really bad and you don't correct their behavior or reach out and say something, then like you're just as bad as that person because you're letting them say something that's super horrible and Mm. evil, right? Mm. Like that's the gist. So like in my mind, I was like, oh my God, like I should have said something. I was like, dude, like I should have said something. Like, I'm sure that girl has never had someone say something back to her and be like, hey, dude, like you really like, that's not cool to like laugh at someone dying. Like, I don't care who the person is, but like, that's Mm. not cool. Like even something that's simple. So anyways, my point is, is that it's haunted me that I haven't said something and that I chose in that situation to walk away. Right. Yeah. Um, So I don't know, like, Yeah. (laughs) And, and also like, that's a good point because you don't have to, it doesn't have to be a confrontation. I think a lot of people confuse, you know, you can say something to her without it being this like confrontation, you know, there's ways of saying, yeah, you could, you could get your points across without having to be like, Hey, like, what the fuck did you just say? Like, that's no, just no, no, not totally. right. You, know you can like, literally, I think about what I would have said to her and yeah. I would have just said something like, Hey, like, I, I better been like, just dude, that's not cool to like laugh at someone dying. Like they're mm. human, you know? Mm. And then I was like thinking in my head, I was like, dude, how do we get to where we are, where mm. it's okay to like make jokes about killing people that you don't like because of their political beliefs to laugh when someone that's from a different political party dies. Like, I'm like, whoa, dude, like what, how far have we fallen? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it, like, honestly, like, I don't know. I just think about that. And Jordan Peterson ties certain things with the lies and the lies compounding the little lies. Right. Mm. And all those compounding. And then you have the Holocaust, (laughs) like, and then Nazi Germany has like taken over. You know what I mean? So he basically makes, I can't really go too far into it just because it's hard to regurgitate his whole premise and everything, but basically these little lies, they compound. So even if you think you're telling a little lie, if Mm. everyone during that time in like Nazi Germany was telling these little lies, they're going to compound. And that's how, you know, that many people die, or that's how genocide happens. Right. Because you tell yourself, oh, it's okay. Like it's not hurting anyone. And it's like, you chose to look the other way. So they're still omitting the truth and ignorance, mm, right? Mm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, um, I read something the other day that like things like, you know, suicides are just up like by a crazy percentage. And I mean, this is a bit of a segue, but not really, but a lot of that can be tied to, the, the mental well-being of the person and how they're feeling yeah. and i know this episode is predominantly you know on on the things that that myself and you do to sort of keep us sane and you know especially during these crazy times so like what are, what are the what are the things that you you do besides the sauna i know you mentioned the sauna but but is there other things that you've done to sort of keep that mental 
while being like thriving at the best pace possible i'm not too sure yeah and just like one last thing just i have a couple things but one last thing about that girl like you obviously can tell if someone is wishing someone else death that like their mental health is probably not good right Mm -hmm. because that's kind of a crazy thing right like i'm telling people now like if you want someone to die you need to look inwards and see what's going on with you (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. all i'm going to say like look inwards see what's happening But things that you can do, I think, and have really helped me is like, I know people are going to like maybe roll their eyes. I don't know, but structure, um, structure is something that really helps me to stay on top of things. Structure is something that's always there. My routine is always there. I can always count on my routine, even when shit hits the fan. Right. So I think waking up at the same time every morning, um, always having a protein and fat dense breakfast really helps stabilize my mood. Um, and then also like getting any sun exposure, sun exposure, obviously in the Netherlands, not really possible, but if you're in a place where you can get sun, like right before we moved to the Netherlands, we would like lay out like every day, like for probably like 30 minutes to an hour in San Diego. And it was just like, it was amazing. Like the sun is like this superpower that gives you this positive, like energy and like, it's, it's incredible. Right. But, um, yeah. So those are some things right now, like nutrient dense breakfast. So like eggs that? and oh, some yeah. protein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to ask eggs, <laughs> eat eggs every morning. Yeah. Eggs. <laughs> so do you eggs for sure. You wake up at the same time as well. So we have that in common, mm-hmm. um, working out every day. Like I would say every day helps me Well, I'm, I'm doing, you know, the 75 hard program. So I have to do that twice a day, but, um, yeah, like in getting outside, like mm. I think is just huge. Do you have any like other ones that people can do? Yeah, I do. I have tons. And and what I would say is first and foremost, I believe in getting, you know, fear is physical. Um, and getting into your body is the best way to overcome anxiety in a flash like that. So I, yeah. I once heard the saying that get, get in your head, you're dead. So if you, if you sit around on the couch and you think that you're going to think yourself out of your problems, that's not going to happen. I guarantee you, you're yeah. not going to sit there and think yourself out of a problem and get to a you're point gonna get where more you, problems. Yeah. You're not going to, you're not going <laughs> to sit at the, you're not going to sit there and be like, Oh my word, I've just, I've got out my problem. I'm, I'm free from my problem. I'm going to go just yeah. do whatever. No, it's not going to happen. You need to do something physical. Um, this is a, this is a strong personal conviction on mine, but I do um, stretching every day. So I, I use this app called GoWad. I'll link it in the description after the the show. But GoWad is this CrossFit um, specific uh, stretching app, which tailors tailors the stretching to my specific needs and my specific weaknesses of CrossFit. But oh, that's great. I think- I've been doing it for the last three years and it's like a mixture of yoga and like stretching to the extent that it's so comfortable for me. And I swear to God, it saved me during lockdown because it's like my routine. It's like I train in the morning yeah, and then I do go out in the evenings and it's a great way to wind down after a long day, especially sitting, you know, when you're sitting on a chair, like your hips get tight and your quads get tight. Oh yeah. Especially men. Men, it's really bad. 
Yeah. So, so that, that GoWad app, I, I mean, it doesn't have to be GoWad. It can be anything. It, it can just be yoga, but I, I highly recommend doing some stretching. Or just in, in the, YouTube in the videos. Like yeah. just, there's so many, like, if you just look up like 30 minute stretching video on YouTube, like for runners mm-hmm. or whatever you do, right. Like that's way better than like not doing anything. But I love like what you're saying is like the routine. So I think like what I'm hearing is that when we have routines, so like Mm. there's so much chaos in our life, right? Lockdowns, can't control that. Can't control my sister canceling her flight. Can't control, you can't control so many things. But what you do have control over is your routine, the structure that you put in your life that you can literally just rely on every day. Mm. And like a lot of times when you wake up and you're like, dude, like I'm not feeling it today. Like you just have to like push yourself through the motion. And then the coolest part is that like, even if you're having a shitty day and you push through just like the motions of your workout or like the motions of your stretching and everything, usually like it'll turn you around pretty quick. You just yeah. needed that workout to feel better and like order and chaos, right? Like that's just, I don't know. Ever since I read that from Jordan Peterson, I'm just like, dude, that's so true. Like in the world <laughs> of chaos, right? Like things you can't control, like you need order. Like that is the stuff that like de-stresses you and like mm. is like okay at least I can rely on that right like just mm. just push through and I know that sounds like sometimes I don't know maybe you do take a break and then try again the next day but like if you push through I promise like you'll feel so much better that you did oh yes oh yes for sure and to to carry on the train of the physical I think me and you have definitely like living in Amsterdam walking like walking is the oh most my God, yeah. underrated like de-stressor yeah. there is. Like seriously, if if you just go for a walk, I guarantee you're gonna feel better. Like even if you in a shitty mood, it's just getting out and just doing something and oh, just yeah. walking. It's like when I'm pissed uh, off, I walk. <laughs> like I'm like by myself. I'm like, I'm so mad. I'm leaving right now and I'm gonna go do a walk and come back. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's I don't know. You're right. Like there's something about it. Like, it's Mm. like, you're outside, you know, you're, well, you're kind of with nature in the city, but like hiking, I love hiking. Like when I get back to San Diego, cause we're going to San Diego first and like there's hiking trails all near like where I live. And so I'm just like, dude, like I'm so excited to like hit up those hiking trails. I'm going to pack like my boots. Like we're like, we're going to go do that. And I'm excited. Nice. I'm I'm super super jealous. That's one thing you don't. <laughs> oh my gosh! Don't be jealous. You're in South Africa for a bit, so you have the yeah. advantage of you know enjoying it. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I would say too, like um, with like any of the apps, like meditating. I know you meditate, right, Josh? Oh yes. Like, like how has that helped you? I'm I'm a I'm a huge fan of meditation, and in fact, I often tell people it's like absolutely changed my life and i've been meditating for the last five years pretty consistently oh my gosh yeah (laughs) yeah that's a long time okay yeah i've been meditating i've been doing it for like a year Mm. wow okay that's awesome you know what they say that like even if like you're meditating like it's just like you could be meditating for 10 years and then like all of a sudden like the next day you finally understand something Mm. like it clicks for you or something I don't know yeah yeah and I'm, I'm actually I'm super super passionate about this topic reason being because I've been doing it for so long I've I used to do meditation for the sole purpose to get somewhere to get a feeling to 
to sit down and feel a sense of calmness or bliss. But um, I use Sam Harris's app waking up and Sam Harris has this lovely way of articulating it is that if you're sitting down with the goal to have a peaceful meditation session, you're not, you're not meditating. You are having a goal. Uh, your, your goal, if there is such a thing for meditation is to, is to sit down and non-judgmentally just notice whatever comes up and see it for what it is. And, and there's a, there's a huge, there's a huge paradox there because when you're sitting down and you see and you start feeling anxiety and all these things coming up, lockdowns, vaccine passports, everything just start bubbling to the surface. When you, when you, when you see them and you, and you, you, you like pay attention to them, they, they disappear. You know, it's like, it's yeah. like somebody, somebody that I, that I, who's like a mentor to me said to me that something that you're looking at can't hurt you. And, and I think that's a great way to describe the, the practice of meditation. Wow. That, and do you use, so I know you said Sam Harris waking up, but you can probably link in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also used the calm app, uh, especially when I feel super anxious. Um, mm-hmm. Is that okay? Like when you feel super anxious to like turn on a meditation. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you're not saying you should, but what I'm saying is that there should be no expectation for, oh, okay. for the, for what the outcome should be, because I used to, I used to, and I think a lot of people do this. I used to meditate with an expectation of reaching like a sense of bliss and calmness at the end of it. And oh. sometimes, sometimes you can end a session and you can feel a little bit more like, like you can feel like, okay, there's a lot of my mind Heavier. right now, but, but that's just knowing that makes you more aware so that when you're interacting with people, you're not, you, you're not you're not, you're not being reactive to them. You, you, you know, what's bothering you. It's not them. It's you. So you sort of like, no, okay. Oh, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm the one feeling a bit anxious right now. Not you. I mean, I've, I've definitely had that where like, I've done a meditation and then I'm like, I like, I'm like, oh, dude, like that did not do what mm. I thought it was going to do. And that, that is the problem right there. It didn't do what I thought it was going to do. Right. Like no. I need to get better at turning my mind off. Cause as you can imagine right now, I'm like, I just booked flights, right? Like I had to get the dogs approved. There's like all, I, I have to um, sell everything in my house, which we've mostly done. I have to pack everything. Mm. So like, there's so many things happening in my mind right now. Mm. And Taylor was like, oh, are you going to like, are you still going to do the podcast today with everything going on? And I was like, absolutely. I was yes. like, I need to like <laughs> not be thinking about like all of that stuff and like have like a second to like myself and like to have a therapy chat with Josh, obviously, yeah. but based therapy um, with Nicole and Josh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I always think about that. And so like, I actually used to fall asleep to the sleep stories on calm, the calm app. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people have difficulty sleeping. I think that your brain turns on once your head hits the pillow, you like are like, Oh, I have 500 ideas. Right. Like I, I, I hear that a lot from people or they have to take stuff to go to bed. Like they have to take melatonin every night. They, I have a friend where like, I remember they had to take NyQuil every night or like uh, sleep Z-Quil, which I hope, please don't do that. Like there's so many things in it that are so bad for you. Like Tylenol PMs are awful for you. Mm. Um, if you have trouble sleeping, try not to take anything. It'll be really shitty for like the first week, probably trying to fall asleep, but then your body will get used to it without it probably. But like, I used to do sleep stories with the Calm app. 
And yeah. you can choose from like all of these celebrities. And like, for some reason, you know, Stephen Fry, mm-hmm. do you know who that is? Okay. He has like this very distinct voice. And I used to fall asleep to him talking about lavender fields in <laughs> Provence, France. <laughs> and like, you can like choose a Matthew McConaughey one, right? There's like all of these different types, but I'm just saying like that really helped me, especially when I stopped taking anything, when I like started doing carnivore. I was taking like melatonin like every night. So I eventually like stopped doing that, stopped anything to try to get me to go to bed. And those actually really helped. And like, I honestly Mm. can't tell you the second half of the lavender field story by Stephen Fry because I fall asleep (laughs) so quickly. (laughs) Yeah. So calm app for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And I will add that if for some reason you, you feel you, you, you not comfortable with meditation and that can definitely be a case. If, if you, if you feel it makes your situation worse, that's completely okay. Don't do it. What I would suggest yeah. is breathing exercises. That's one of the cheapest things you can do. Um, like you can do Wim Hof's free breathing exercises on the YouTube, uh, on his YouTube channel. They, they are intense. I've been doing them recently. that as well. Yeah. I needed to do it because I know here, like, so he's Dutch, I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, And so like, he's been like making his rounds with like all of the people in the health world. And like mm. recently um, that model, that Dutch model Doutzen, I can't say it. D O U T Z E N. I forget her first name. Anyways, she's like a Victoria's secret model, but like she started doing it recently as well. And then Mm -hmm. I know like he's made his rounds like Joe Rogan and like all of like the big names, you know, like I've seen him. So like, I haven't done it, but like, please link it because I want to talk about it on the next episode. Like that's my homework is to do those breathing exercises because everyone raves about them. Right. Tell me. Yeah. And they are not easy. Um, They are actually really a lot more difficult than I expected. Um, And I'm a pretty fit person. But breathing intensely, the way that he describes it, uh, releases, and it's, it, I think the whole goal is to release carbon dioxide from your body, which gives you, in, which sends you into a state of calmness. I could be wrong on that, but, but the way he does it is so intense, and you feel so calm afterwards. But when you're doing it, you actually sort of feel like you're dying. Like that's the best way to describe it. Breathing. Breathing intensely like that sends your Breathing body. In, yeah, it sends your body into a, a state of like, into a state of a bit of a shock. You're, you actually, you actually, you actually want to stop. <laughs> That's how intense it is. But, but you just keep going, and and once you get past that like initial um, like first few stages, um, it becomes easier. But if you don't want to jump into Wim Hof's breathing right away, you can also go download an app called the Oak app. O-A-K, Oak. Um, that was oh, created okay. by, yeah, it was created by Kevin Rose, who's a like a million billionaire investor in the States from San Francisco. Um, but That's he created it. this free, he created this free app. They also do meditations on there, but they've got this great like breathing sort of um, protocol where if you're just feeling stressed, like you said, if you're feeling anxiety, you can click it. And then it's sort of like a circle that expands and contracts. And you, you just hey, it's follow on the Apple watch. Yeah. It's literally on the Apple watch too. It's very right? similar to that. Yeah. So you just, you just follow oh. something as simple as that, like box breathing. So breathing in for four seconds, holding for four seconds, releasing for four seconds, 
holding for four, four seconds, you just do that for four rounds, it can have a huge effect on your nervous system. Um, and what I was initially very reluctant or like very, I, I didn't sort of, I was very apprehensive of the effects that breathing could have on my body. Uh, but I read the book uh, Breathe by James Nestor and that changed everything for me. That that book, again, I'll link it below. We're gonna have to link all of this, yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> but that that book, that book is was so insane at, at describing the the benefits of breathing and specifically through your nose. So mm-hmm. we are designed to to not be mouth breathers. We we're supposed to be breathing through our noses most of the time. And um, again, like in the book, he describes like a simple thing you can do is mouth taping. So just getting a piece of tape, taping your mouth shut at night when you sleep. It forces you is to be the one. I have a question. Is James Nestor the one who pushed this whole mouth taping yeah. phenomenon that's happening yeah. right now? I think he okay, was that the makes one, a lot yeah. more sense because there's two things that I need to try. And I want to try this before our next episode mouth taping. And then the Hoff is it ice Hoff, Hoffman breathing? Wim, Wim Hoff, what is Wim Hoff. Wim Hoff breathing. Yeah. Okay. So those are two things that I'm going to try because remember when you said try the sauna and then I did the sauna and it was amazing. So I'm going to try those two things and then get back to you because I think those are super important and we can link yeah. them all in there. Um, is there anything, um, one other thing I just wanted to mention too, um, that I think is it's free, um, is writing stuff down. Like mm-hmm. literally like during these really stressful times of like <laughs> moving across the country for the second time in less than six months, um, <laughs> I like to write everything down. Like before I go to bed, I try to write everything down. I know we've talked about this before, but like you don't have to do it before you go to bed. You can also do it when you are feeling anxious. Like remember a therapist, I'm really big on therapy. So also like if you can go to therapy and you can find a good therapist, like I think that's great. I think you should be weary of people trying to put you on antidepressants, of course. But I think that if you can actually find a therapist that you enjoy that listens, that's able to you know, maybe get you to realize some things on your own. Excellent. But my point of that is that I had a therapist who literally told me, and I don't know why, but like, I've always stuck with this. They said, okay, if you're going through a really anxious time and you have so much on your plate and you're feeling overwhelmed and stress, give yourself eh, two to three minutes, maybe five minutes at most during that day to literally freak out Mm -hmm. over everything that could possibly go wrong how you're feeling the worst possible scenario, like just, just dedicate two to five minutes of that, of a day where you like, you feel like you have to do that. If you do that and you release that, a lot of times what happens is you actually get to the point where you're like, oh, well, even if that happens, like I'll do X, Y, Z. So it doesn't matter. Right. Mm-hmm. So your, your, your mind will kind of figure it out on its own that like, oh, that's irrational. Like I can fix that. And then the other thing is that it kind of just gets it out. So then like, you don't have to continue to worry about it all day. And maybe that's something that someone works up to, but I think that that sometimes helps that I give myself like in a really stressful time, two minutes to just like get it out, you know? Mm. And then I'm like, okay, moving on. Or you know what? Like, I'm going to let that (laughs) go into oblivion for now. Mm. And I'm going to do the task at hand and what I want to do today. Have you ever done something like that or? 
Yeah, I feel like I feel like a good like release is definitely healthy for everyone. And I've heard a similar thing. It's like allow yourself like the five or ten minutes to really feel your pain and your suffering or whatever's you're going through. Acknowledge. And don't let it go past that. So acknowledge it, but then you've got to release it and let it go. And that it's important. But again, that goes back to what we were saying about what meditation and mindfulness does is it, it it really gives you a chance to acknowledge all this, all the stuff that's sort of coming up for you. So it's, it's a great tool for seeing that. Humans are really, yeah. And humans are so weird. Like you can, I don't know. I was thinking about this the other day, like, you know, how things in the past that maybe were traumatic that happened or Mm. who knows, like, I know my brain like does a really good job, like blocking things out. Like I remember having like a really bad relationship and there's some things that like, I don't remember from it. Do you know what I mean? Just because like my brain is like protect or like, do you know what I mean? Like Mm. protect or, you know, we're going to get this thought out of there. So like, Mm. I'm just, I don't know. I'm thankful we're human and that our brains kind of like work like that a little bit to protect us. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like sometimes holding on to those things or holding on to traumas from the past can really you know, stay with a person for a really long time and affect relationships and affect just everything. I know we talked about like our, (laughs) like trauma with families and like, we're not going to like rehash that now again, but I do think that like, I don't know, like I was thinking about this other day and I don't, I don't know about you, Josh, but like, I really want to have meaningful conversations with people. Mm -hmm. Like I, I want to like sit down with people and like not talk about surface things and then just be like, how do you like actually feel? Or you know what I mean? Like, cause I feel like people are never honest. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm doing good. Like when's the last time you honestly answered that question? You know, mm. like, it's just, it feels like it's just such a burden to like be like, oh, actually things are not great right now. I'm super stressed out. Like I have a lot of anxiety lately because of this. Like, I don't know. It's just like, I always think about if I was more honest or something, or if other people were more honest, maybe that would be like an ability to get help as well. You know, mm. like, cause I think in our culture, we want to like bottle things up and not talk about them because it's like, you don't want to be a burden. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. That's kind of the feeling I get is people don't want to burden others. Like everyone wants to pretend everything's fine. Like what you see on IG is, you know, like what's really going on mm. or, you know, do you get that ever? Well, I was going to say, speaking of IG, um, another, oh, no. one, another one of the things on my list, um, I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but I, I often do uh, intermittent social media fasting. So I don't know that. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. So it's something that I, I would like to think I've entered this. I wrote a blog post on it, but I call it intermittent social media fasting. But nice. basically, Love it. similar to normal fasting is that I do not go on social media for the first half of my day. So in, until 12 o'clock, I don't touch social media. And it's the most peace you'll ever have in your life because you and me, oh like God, anybody, you like me, like anybody knows as soon as you open up that IG, it's like opening up Pandora's box. Your mind, your mind just gets transported to a different dimension as soon as it's open. So I, I actually try, call it vortexing. Yeah. That's the keyword vortexing. Cause you're literally vortexing. in a vortex that you exactly. can get out of. So, so I try and I try and for the first half of the day, I fast from social media and -hmm. it just gives you it just gives you a level of peace in that first half of the day that 
that you won't get unless you're not on social media. So I find the intermittent social media fasting is a great way to um, use the, the great tool of social media like we do to, to sort of grow your brand, uh, speak to the right people. So it's not like abstaining from social media and saying, oh, shit, I'm not going to be on social media. But it is a great way to, to just ensure that it doesn't affect you to, the, to the, the extent that it does. Because one of the worst things you can do for your mental health is wake up, roll over, look at Instagram. Get on your phone. If, yeah. if, you're, doing, if you're doing that, um, I can almost guarantee you that you are not going to be in the best place possible. Well, none of the things that we're telling you to do are going to help. Like yeah. if you're rolling over on social media and I'll do it some mornings and I, I feel different. The mornings that I do that and I go directly on my phone, 100%, I feel different. Honestly, the best mornings I have are when I sleep through my alarm and I wake up really quick and I have to go walk the dogs immediately because I don't get a chance to go on social mm-hmm. media. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. which is, you know, but I, I think that if you're on social media first thing in the morning, and you're doing all these other things to help combat, you know, anxiety and maybe feeling depressed or feeling different feelings about what other people are doing. And, you know, obviously like comparing and seeing, oh, like they were doing this fun thing last night. And like, I stayed home and did nothing like, mm. uh, okay. Or, you know, I don't know, but I, I do think that's very important. That's the third thing I'm going to try. <laughs> so you got a lot, you got a lot of homework, do- Nicole. <laughs> got way too much homework man like I'm all about like kind of accumulating things right now because it helps me to like get my mind off of you know like flying away so soon and leaving Mm. here but Mm. you know I will say I wanted to take a turn a little bit um into mental health because I wanted to talk about we mentioned suicide um earlier and I think that with lockdowns and everything in all countries, a matter of fact, where there have been major lockdowns and stuff like that, there's been a lot of trauma from these lockdowns, a lot of depression. There's, you know, increase in alcohol use, increase in drug use, uh, suicide rate is up, child abuse at home is up. There's so many different things that are happening, which is a lot of the time why, like, I always question, like, how much, how much damage are these lockdowns doing? Right. But I think suicide comes up, like, I don't know about you, but like we did, I, there was someone from my high school that died. I don't know if it was related to lockdown. And then we had, um, someone that was a friend of ours, um, who we lost to suicide as well during the peak of, um, COVID during like November, 2020. And like, again, like a lot of times there's no signs or people don't want to be a burden, I think, which is why I mentioned that earlier. Um, So if you are feeling like a certain way, I think it's important to talk to your friends about it because the more it festers, I think the more worse um, those thoughts become. And I have had suicidal thoughts in the past. Um, I, uh, when I was 15, things were just like, I was out of control. I was such a bad teenager. But I remember like writing like a suicide note and I was like, oh, like I'm like, I'm done. Like I didn't have a good relationship with my parents at that time. I don't think I was seeing a boy that was good for me (laughs) either. Um, And, you know, trying to stay in sports and then like got a little bit into pills a little bit. Um, 
And I just remember getting to a point where like, I just didn't want to live anymore because I felt like it was just a burden. Like I felt like I would be better off dead and I knew how I was going to do it. And I just didn't go through with it. Like I just, at the end of the day, like I was just like, no, like I'd rather live, like I, I will make this better or like I will, you know, come through it. But there's a lot of people that go through like that thought or that feeling of like being a burden or like, I don't know, it's hard to like, I don't know, you just need to make yourself available, I think, for friends and like know that you're not a burden. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, thank you for sharing that. I think, I think it's a super, super important topic. Um, especially during these times and that's even more reason why it's important the work that we do just showing that there are different ways you can you can manage your 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 feelings and stuff using the mechanisms of meat or movement or mindfulness or whatever whatever you choose to use but um, similar to you I mean I never wrote a suicide note but I was definitely suicidal in the sense that I would, I would occasionally in nights when, when I was very young, and again, it, it actually came down to, like you said, parental issues, things, past traumas, but I literally just would sit in bed and just wish I just wasn't here. I was just like, I can't handle this anymore. This is too much for me. Um, uh, so, but, but one thing, I mean, you mentioned is that, is that it's almost always n- you you are not a burden you know that's the one thing you need to remember is that you're not a burden no matter what and secondly is that you need to actually counterintuitively think about the people that you're going to affect by you taking your life because a lot of people don't recognize the effect that it has on the people and the, the, the 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 sort of devastation that leaves behind on on the people that you love most you might think yeah you you might think you're doing the world a favor but in fact you you actually could be doing somebody else like a close family member or close friend a serious disservice for the rest of their life that you could be sending them into into a into a situation so so again there's two sides of the coin and it's just something to remember you know and and yeah super super important topic well what you're talking about too like it's also like I do think that suicide is extremely selfish. I I think that at the end of the day, like the people that you affect and the people that lose you, like it is very selfish. There's no question about that in my mind. Um, But I also think, um, God, like there's sometimes conversations that you have with your friend, right? And some I've done. And so like people don't think you're a burden is to like cue it up, right? So sometimes that means, and you like, I'll call my friend and I'll be like, Hey, like I need to vent to you about something. Like, I'm not really looking for advice. I'm not really like, I really just need to like talk about this and like get this out there and like say my piece on something. Right. Like that's like venting, right. That might be complaining. Right. At the end of the day, when there's something else, right. Like that's more, I don't know, like more of something like you're looking for a solution, right? Like, I don't think that's complaining. I think you're genuinely like looking for advice and like you, you want to talk to someone, but I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a stigma with going to therapy 
which like, I, I don't think there should be like, I absolutely love therapy. Like, I think I've been in therapy since my, you know, since my parents got divorced, <laughs> I was really young. They like sent us to therapy. And like, I kind of thought at the time I was like, oh, this is kind of crazy. And like, people were like, oh, you're in therapy. But like, dude, like, it's amazing to like pay someone to like, listen to you. So like, you don't have to feel like you're burdening someone close to you. Maybe there's some things or some ugly thoughts you don't want to share with like your closest friends. And like, that's okay. That's why like, you know, there is therapy out there. Um, and I, I don't know, I would say like, it's, it's super important to go there because even talking it out loud with a stranger, you'll realize something, you know, you'll realize something about yourself or like maybe how you are or whatever. But yeah, like I just, we need to like link like a suicide awareness or like, um, site or something like that. But like a lot of people, I guess there's a certain percentage, don't quote me because I don't know the percentage, but what I was reading from someone that had tried to commit suicide um, was that he regretted it right after. It was like attempted suicide. And he said that like most people actually strongly regret killing themselves. They're just not alive the next day to do it. Or if they have an attempted that fails, right, then they immediately regret it. Like and they're so glad that they're alive. So there's a lot of stuff about like the people that have survived suicide attempts are maybe more glad that they're alive um, when it fails. So I, I don't know, that's obviously not all of them, but um, yeah, it just makes me sad that there's people out there um, that are feeling this way. And like, I just wanna give them a big hug and like tell them that like, you know, life life is worth living and mm. you're going to get through this and like, please lean on your friends and family or whoever's in your life um, mm. to really help you. That's what they're there for and they will help you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I know tomorrow is new year's Eve or day or what do you, what do you call tomorrow? But it's, it's new year's <laughs> Eve. It's new year's Eve tomorrow, but um, yeah. I, I, I want to touch on, on some on some things around or myths around resolutions but before we get there um again what, what you said is so important is that it's also you're not wrong for feeling that way you know for, it's easy to also sit back and think oh shit like i'm having these thoughts about like suicide i'm i'm like i shouldn't be having those thoughts no, it's just a product of the times. We be living in stressful times. The one thing that I will tell you, you know, going forward, is just be kind to yourself. Just, just be a bit kinder to yourself. Think about one of the best thought experiments that that I love doing is think about yourself as an infant, as a baby, as this, as this little child that that just just wants nothing but love in the world. When you when you do that in your mind, when you take the time to think about yourself as a child and you send love to yourself as a child, it's easy to have love for yourself now because you realize that you didn't create you. You came into this world the way you did. You are who you are. And there's just a level of empathy that you can create for yourself by, by doing that thought experiment. So anybody who's feeling yeah. seriously anxious, a quick exercise, think of yourself as this child and just send love, love uh, forward. And, and it really does, it really does help. But what, yeah. what are your what are your thoughts on on new year's resolutions have you ever done them or do you ever think before, about them? well here's the thing i'll <laughs> tell you about that but before we get there i also just want to mention that obviously eating a meat-based diet like i don't know about you i had a huge mood mood improvement 
like I would through go through the bouts of being anxious or being like, I don't know, like holding on to the past and feeling like kind of angry. Like I think I have a lot of anger and I'm a hothead. <laughs> um, but like meat kind of stabilizes you. Like I have someone close to me who's bipolar and they ended up going meat-based and it completely cured their bipolarness, right? Like they have a new wow. uh, leash, lease on life, right? Like what you eat matters. Like don't think that what you're putting into your body is not going to affect your mood because hundred percent it is like everything mm -hmm. you eat has an effect on your body. It's not just like, Oh, this is nothing's going to, nothing bad's going to happen to me for eating this. It's like, no dude, like you're going to have a spike in your glucose. You know, you're going to have different inhibitors going off being like, what's going on. You're not going to be getting the nutrients your brain needs to function properly. Right. Um, there's all these different things about food, but food really can stabilize your mood. Right. Like, why do you think people call it hangry? You know, <laughs> like mm. you're hungry and angry. Like, and I will say too, like Miley Cyrus, a vegan, she talked about how she was vegan for a while and she just couldn't do it. Like mentally, she was just at a loss. Like she went on Joe Rogan and talked out about this. We can like link the YouTube of that, but she talked all about this. Right. And so she literally had no choice, but to reintroduce fish and like salmon and get those like omegas and like all of that into her diet. Like she had to start eating fish again because mm. mentally it was just wrecking her. Um, she was like on antidepressants and all this other stuff. So she talks about that, but like there is a link between food and your mood, right? Mm -hmm. How, how happy you are, like, you know, your depression, et cetera, right? There, there is a link there. So if you can do something to get that better, like meat base is a great way to go. Like you will never be hangry your mood will stabilize anyway, but new year's resolutions. haha. -ha. Uh, I've made a bunch in my life. I don't know about you. Um, but I like, I don't know, man, like I, I like to look back at the year, but I don't necessarily now like make a new year's resolution mm. because like, first of all, you never stick with them. And like, I'm also in that Jocko like mode where I'm like, dude, like it doesn't matter if it's January 1st like start now, start today. You know mm. what I mean? Like you don't need a new year to start, you know, acting like your best self or, you know, introducing a new program or, you know, taking responsibility for your life. Like you don't need January 1st to do that, you know, mm, I love pick that. any day. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I super, that's my thoughts. <laughs> I love that. Um, that, 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 I mean, that's so true. I'm, I, I made one, resolution in 2014 uh, but it wasn't a resolution it was a decision oh and my, de my decision was i no longer wanted to be fat anymore and that there decision changed my life you know it sent me on this trajectory that i am now yeah but but to me it wasn't a resolution because i decided that i just no longer wanted to be that it, a decision for me is so much more powerful but even more, even more powerful than a decision is just resolving to have awareness and be kind to yourself. And when you start doing these little, little things, they, they, they add up, you know, you don't need, like you said, you don't mm -hmm. need a special day to, to step forth into this new threshold of your life. You, you can do it right now. You, you can do it right now and you can start, yeah. you can start super small. You can start super small. It doesn't have to be this big grandiose thing. You know, if, 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 Do if a if, 30 minute walk a day, yeah. right. Like 
exactly Something and simple. it doesn't read 10 it can pages be as a sim- day. yeah it can be as simple as just putting on your running shoes and walking into the gym okay you can't really walk into the gym right now because all the gyms are closed netherlands but if you're in south africa <laughs> you can put your shoes on and just walk yeah. into the gym and that is if you do that i guarantee you, you you're gonna say okay i'm here let me just walk for might 30 well. minutes <laughs> might as well so just getting started yeah. Honestly, getting started is the is the is the yeah. simplest thing you can do. That that's yeah. honestly how I feel. Like I feel like it's kind of uh, it's not a cop out, but it's kind of like here's the thing. Like if January first and having a New Year's resolution, if that is what does it for you and sets you on this path of self determination, self discipline, and becoming a better you, by all means, do it. Mm. But all we're saying is that today. Like Mm. do it today. You want to start a business? Do it today, right? Why are you waiting till January 1st, right? You want to be a nicer person? Start today. You want to like lose weight? Start today. You know, like it it makes it so it's like, oh, you know what? This last month of December, I'm going to eat whatever the fuck I want. I'm going to sleep with whoever the fuck I want. I don't know why I brought that up, but you know, I'm just going to go fucking crazy. And then January 1st, you know, I'm going to be looking for a serious relationship, I'm going to be eating healthy. I'm going to be like working out three times a day. Like it just makes so many unrealistic things. Like in your life, you ever transitioned to things? Yeah. You have to do it slowly to stick with it, right? Like if Mm. you want to get it back into reading, start slow. Do like five pages a day. You might actually enjoy it, you know? And then you work up to 10 pages. And then lo and behold, you're reading two chapters a night or, you know, like little changes, they accumulate. Yeah. And it, it, it doesn't, I, I know you, you enjoy your quantifiable stuff, but it doesn't even have to be quantifiable. It doesn't even have to be five pages. It can literally just be, if you pick up your Kindle and you look at a word, yeah, you, have, look at a word. you have, you have become somebody that has read a word. It's better than somebody that hasn't picked up the Kindle at all. So make, you're better than you were yesterday, right? Not in, touching the Kindle. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Because I, I find I find these quantifiable measures can be a huge distraction, you know, to be honest. I used to mm-hmm. I used to want it, I used to crave being 62 kilograms, or I had a specific number that I used to go for when I was when I was younger and losing weight and I was obsessed with it. Okay. I was like, if I'm not 62 kgs by December, um, I'm a failure. And that just made things so much more complicated. Not only yeah. from the practical side of it, it's like your body sort of changes with muscle mass and losing fat. It, it, it just, there's so many different variables. Like try, try just becoming the person that does something, you know, have make that identity shift yeah. and you set, you're done. If you're, if, here's the thing. Yeah. And if you're like putting in the work, Like you don't probably need to weigh yourself because it's not about that, right? Mm. Like for us at this point, it's not about losing weight, right? Like it's more just like about feeling good and putting in the work for a better tomorrow. Like all you have to do and like, again, like the social media thing that we were talking about last time, how like you see someone who's like perfect on Instagram, right? Like you can't compare yourself to other people ever. You have to compare yourself to who you were yesterday, right? Mm. That's what, that's the comparison that actually matters. And if you don't want to, you know, you know how I am. I'm so like numbers driven, but there's also ways to use numbers, which are less, hear me out, 
that are like less, um, I think negative and can send you down a weird path, right? If you're obsessed with weight and you're like, I have to lose this amount of weight, like you said, like that's going to be probably bad because you're going to just obsess and maybe go to the point where you're like super, super skinny because you're just obsessing, right? However, if you make fitness goals, right? If you're like, yo, like my goal is I want to bench X, Y, Z by like a certain date. And you don't even have to say that. All you have to do is you have to go there and be like, you know what? I'm going to do a squat right now. I'm going to see how much I can squat. And each week I'm going to try to build on that squat. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be better than I was last week and I'm going to continue to build up and we'll see how this goes. Mm -hmm. So you don't even have to set a number. You just have to say, okay, like my sprint record is this, right? I want to beat that every week. I want to get like two seconds, two seconds, two seconds, right? And improve. So I think it's just like these very, I don't know, like slight improvements. Um, but if you use fitness goals, I think that helps because I think like you're saying, like weight is dangerous. That's a dangerous, uh, I think, goal at the mm. end of the day to use, right? Because like you're saying, muscle mass, fat, like all of it is different. Like, trust me, I'm in like the phase where like I'm rebuilding muscle right now. And like, I'm just at the point where I'm like, dude, like, I don't even want to scale in my house because like, <laughs> there's the part of me that's just so curious, like what's happening, you know, like, yeah. is, but it's fine. But yeah, like, I think you have a point, like use goals that are making you better each day that are not going to stress you out and send you on a, you know, a negative, negative path. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. I will say also one other thing, Josh. I don't make my bed. Does that, I mean, like, I'm like a psychopath. I know you mentioned this to me. <laughs> yeah. And I, you're like, oh. I'm, I'm obsessed with making my, well, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm obsessed with it, but I definitely am a big you fan of making it. my bed. Yeah. I, I think it sets you okay. up for the rest of the day. I, I was told that once as a kid, like I never used to make my bed. And then I watched some, uh-huh. I watched some, one of those cliche motivational YouTube videos. And the, the, dude was, the dude was like, if you don't do the dishes and you don't make your bed, how are you going to run a Fortune 500 company? So as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, my word. <laughs> like the next day, I just You're like, that did makes the dishes, sense. <laughs> made my bed. And it just, it's just stuck with me now, to be honest. It's, it's just, you know, like I know I've spoken to people that have been in the army. It's just one of those things that, like you said, it's kind of like the light. It's, it's just it starts your day. It's like, OK, yeah. I've made my bed the rest of my day can go to absolute shit, but my bed is made and I'm going to sleep in it tonight. You know, it's one of those things. Yeah. I just, I don't know how much I love order. Like, I feel like maybe I'm just in like the anti bed making camp because maybe I just don't want to do it. And maybe (laughs) I want to prove a point that you can be uh, anti bed maker and you can still have order and structure Mm -hmm. and be successful. Maybe. I think I'm like trying to like prove a point or something i don't know yeah and and you also mentioned that it's like good for airing your bed out or something like that so oh my god taylor he goes (laughs) taylor said yeah uh where do you think bed (laughs) bugs want to live they want to live in a made bed if your bed's not made and it like actually like breathes no bed bugs want to live there they don't have any coverage that was a solid, solid response solid response probably a lie but like i believed him hmm I mean, I'm not going to about, I'm not about to go like Google bed bugs. I don't want to see that. And like, you know, but I mean, you got to admit he had a good point. Like you mm. like believed him for a second. You were like, Oh, like, I was like, yeah, wait, interesting. <laughs> but I'm still making like, my okay. bed. 
yeah, you're like, uh, but you're a little bit like all over the place, but you know me, like I'm, he's, he's willy nilly. Like I have no idea his schedule, anything. And I'm super type A and like structure, like everything has to have order. Mm. So I don't know, maybe tomorrow I'll make my bed and see how I feel. If I feel different. So tomorrow you're making bed, Wim Hof breathing. I have to like write this down. Wait, I have to write this down. Uh, what else is it? Jer- breathing? No, breathing? What Who else wants is it? to do this? Me- Does someone want to do this with me and tell mouth me like taping. send me videos of it? Okay, mouth taping. And I'll, I'll link in the description the specific mouth tape that we use. It's called 3M uh, micro pore tape. So I'll link it. Okay, perfect. Um, but yeah, I think, I think um, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Wait, wait, sorry. It was make the bed the breathing mouth taping and there was one more what was the other one uh intermittent social media fasting oh god okay yeah tm can't wait did you just say tm yeah (laughs) (laughs) gonna trademark that shit and oh yeah okay so i'm gonna do that if anyone wants to join me in doing that like let me know how you feel. Let Josh know how you feel after doing that. Mm. I'm going to go on the podcast the next time because usually do these like every two weeks. I'm going to let you know how that went. Like, hopefully I don't, you know, eat the surgical tape in my sleep. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, moral of this for mental health, like, don't be afraid to say something. If someone says something that's truly evil is one. Um mm. Two, you know, talk to your friends, talk to your family, you know, think about if you might need therapy and, you know, someone to pay to listen to that's, you know, non-biased, that's, you know, kind of removed from your family and friend circle, I think is like, I, I highly recommend if you can do that, using mm-hmm. the apps, the breathing, uh, the social media fasting TM by Josh. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know anything else like that we covered that just is. Oh, love people that have different political opinions, spread more love, you know, don't, don't give in to the divide. Um, I don't know. There's a lot we covered, but um, yeah. And eat meat, eat more meat. Yeah. <laughs> Same with that. Eat, eat more uh, meat. Meat yeah. heals. Oh yeah. And then if you're in San Diego, uh, I will see you soon, I guess. So yeah. Super excited I'll for miss you. Amsterdam safe, though. Yeah. Safe travels. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Cool, everyone. The links will be in the show notes. Cool. Peace. Bye. Do it.